This is Strange Assembly episode 210, Crafting a Dynasty. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it was that you found this podcast laying around. But just remember, if you have small children, don't let them pick a podcast up off the ground and put it in their mouths. It, it might not be not sanitary. All that fur. Yes, actually, there were complaints about last episode that there was some random squeaking in the audio, and so maybe we needed to work on cleaning our, our audio yeah, quality maybe. up. That, that, that might actually get rid of that. We do have the clean tag, so I mean, I think we're as, we as, as good as we're going to get. <laughs> but right. that is Jay Earl. Hey, and uh, we are are here today to continue our breathless overcoverage of the continuing fantasy flight rollout of information on the Legend of the Five Rings LCG, which will be launching this summer at Gen Con. And in particular, today we are going to be talking about the April 26th, 2017 article titled Crafting a Dynasty. I had to think real hard to come up with the episode title for this one. Super difficult. If you missed episode 209, that covered the sort of big initial launch uh, a, a week ago, exactly. If you've missed that and you haven't had the chance to to check that out, you might want to go back and listen to that first or go uh, read the articles on Fantasy Flight's website because this one is going to assume that you've at least listened to or read about the basic structure of the LCG. Uh, Crafting a Dynasty is a shorter article than, than last time, less information. What significant things, if any, do you think we learned from this article, Jay? We've got a number Jay? of things. First off, we, we didn't, I don't think we knew anything about holdings other than their existence before now. We had confirmation that about the little bamboo influence that everyone was speculating about on both the stronghold and on the conflict cards. Nice breakdown of how the dynasty phase and the draw phase are going to flow. That's all that's popping to my mind that basic mechanics that we didn't really know about. Yeah, as you noted, the holdings were the big thing. We knew that there were holdings, and they seemed like they were probably more likely to, to work more like regions or fortifications than normal holdings, because the one bit that we saw had the, uh, like, had the, it was a phoenix holding, and it, you couldn't see the title at the top, and it had an ability on it, but didn't have anything about, you know, fate production that we could see or anything, so... But what, what I, I had thought was that the top left-hand corner of the card that we couldn't see was going to be a fate cost. And you would pay fate and you'd attach this to the province or something like that. And then it would life would move on. And it, it turns out that what's in the top left of the holding cards is a province strength modifier. So the holdings are free, but they just sit there in the province and you get an action from the holding and they could have fate production on a holding as well although none of the ones that we we showed has that as far as as far as i know you could put fate production on a no personality if you wanted 
I don't I doubt that they will anytime soon, but yeah, mechanically there's no reason you couldn't. Uh, Crab yeah. Clan Wily yeah. Trader. Yeah. I wonder if they'll still be worth uh. one cuckoo <laughs> when you turn them in. <laughs> to who? I don't know. <laughs> I I I don't I don't anticipate Fantasy Flight deciding that it is going to accept Koku from old AEG packs in exchange for anything. Although if they do, no, I've still not got some. going to, but just that one specific card is worth a Koku. Just, you know. Yes. It is. It's not the only one either. But And I believe the experienced Crab Clan Wildly Trader Ooh. was worth two Koku. I know, fancy. So... There was some amount of consternation, I, I think, on the forums about the holdings clogging your provinces, as it were. But my guess is that that is is something of a holdover from from the old days, right? Like back in old L5R, after your initial batch of holdings, you often just never wanted to see another holding again, and a bunch of you know a, a flop of three holdings or something on a turn was was disastrous. Here, I, 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 first, we don't know how often you're going to be able to buy out all of your provinces. But I, my, I also guess is that when you get to the regroup phase at the end of the turn, you're going to be able to discard cards out of your provinces like you were able to do in classic L5R, right? And it seems like the holding is just going to be a card in your yeah, province. Mechanically and so you can just discard it. Yeah, that, that's my guess. Is you'll be able to chuck any face-up card, including a holding. I mean, that's yeah, just I think if anything, that makes it so you, you you can't really build a holding deck, but you're you're yeah you still want to have a couple holdings in, but just not like twenty or something crazy. Well, yeah, you you well, they, they, I mean the the crab have a holding shtick, but did you see yes. Shrewd Yasuki? That guy's that. That is yeah, an ability yeah, right is. there. I mean, yeah, they're definitely <laughs> being incentivized to run some, but even them, I can't imagine doing more than about 10 holdings just because you, you, you get clogged. I don't know. It, yeah, yeah, you really want one, but yeah, you do gotta you do gotta keep flipping personalities up. Uh, but that one, yeah, that man, I just, card, card draw is good. It'll be interesting to see, yeah, what is the quote-unquote correct number of holdings for decks to have once we actually get cards in hand, yeah. Yeah, but we we've seen some potent effects on the holdings too. The there's Borderlands fortification for the crab, which is a plus two province strength, and it has an action which lets you trade it with the whatever the card is in one of your mm-hmm. other provinces. So it it seems like I mean we don't know about exactly what there's timing rules or what restrictions there might be but it seems like basically that becomes a plus two province strength to whatever province it is Certainly that your opponent is attacking per, on the turn yeah uh, yeah i mean we're i i think we're imagining that these are once per turn unless specified otherwise but i mean that's not necessarily a given based on their other ones but when you see but some of the other actions uh, like the the score the city of lies Ryoko Awari is a scorpion and that says action reduce the cost of the next event you play this phase by one so it 
effectively generates a fate every turn. I mean, if you could just use that an unlimited number of times, that would be the, you know, the first infinite one you fate pay that is free. presumably yeah. doesn't work. A weak point, why not like that? Yeah, so presumably there's some sort of limitation. Is it once per once per turn? It's easier to keep track of than once per phase, I would think. But otherwise, you could get two fate out of that a turn, like one per one in the. No, I guess it's just in the conflict because you only play events in no, the conflict phase, right? I guess it depends on what it says. Because we saw like the way of the unicorn philosophy card was interrupt for free, interrupt when you when you would pass the first player yeah. token, keep it instead. I suspect free is still going to be good. I I hear that. Let's see what else have we learned about the strongholds. Like you, you said the the thing with the bamboo shoots; those are influence. They'll control what out of out of faction conflict cards you can put in. Did you notice that they changed the Children name of the Lion hero? Stronghold? Yeah. Yes, and they <laughs> changed it today. Like yeah. when it was first posted today, it said it still said Shiro no Yojin, like it did in the original preview article. There's been a little bit of this on the forums too. It gets onto the like how how accurate is the faux Japanese in L5R, either on the cards or in players' <laughs> speech. And I guess what Shiro Yonojin or Yojin no Shiro is Castle right. of Vengeance. One way it's I Castle think. of Vengeance, the other is Vengeance of Castle. So you know, the castle <laughs> is really mad that you punched his friend, and it's getting some vengeance on you. Yeah, so I think right if you if you literally translate Castle of Vengeance, that is Shiro no Yojin because Shiro is castle, except that in actual Japanese it's, it's the, the other way around. It denotes ownership and yeah, uh, yeah. When you used to also have that with all the with all the oni, which AEG had actually switched at some point, right? They all didn't they all start out as oni no Akuma and such, and then they flipped them around right. to be Akuma and my no favorite oni. Was if I remember correctly, they made some wacky ex- in in game lore explanation having to do with oh some of them are oni no whatever because they the, they're the oni has more power and others are whatever no oni because they're the person who summoned the Oni has more power, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, that's a bunch of nonsense. I mean, every time they reprinted an old Oni, yeah. they fixed it, so it was... <laughs> I mean, they previewed some more cards that were most that were about flipping things face-up. There was a Crane Scout that flipped a face-down card in a province face-up. There was a, a Lion Holding that flips two face-down cards face-up, so right, that, it locks up that province, but then it potentially lets you cycle a lot through the other one. Did you like your your Phoenix, like Clan Phoenix Clan unique personality? personality? That seems like a pretty good stat line, and it looks it looks like it's shaping up that at least one of our sticks is going to be manipulating which element is involved in a conflict, which means you can turn on his ability much easier. Yeah, and he what what he does his ability is during a Fire conflict, yep. I think is what that symbol is, because he's a fire Shigenja. During a fire conflict, you bow him to um, kill an opposing yep. character with a cost of two or Die. less. Die in a fire. So, so uh, don't don't put lots of fate and attachments on your guy with a cost yeah, of no. two or less. Apparently, <laughs> I've already seen some of the the dragon commentary spooling up on like. 
oh god, we're the clan where you have to put all your eggs in one basket right. and then your basket gets destroyed. Uh-huh, I am attacking <laughs> a scorpion player with my uber-loaded Akensei who happens to be dishonored. Oh, it turns out he can swim. Yeah. Oh, yes, or blackmail. Yeah, so the Scorpion, we're very excited that there is an I Can Swim card, which is another philosophy card that will be in addition to yep. Way of the Scorpion, right? It's interesting. I like that there's... Ph- philosophy is a great is a great um trait. I have to learn to yeah. say trait instead of keyword. Also, I, I really like that they've be. got some cards like that that are in a very Japanese art style rather than the more realistic-ish type thing they do with personalities and such. Yeah, I think that the philosophies... Maybe it's the philosophies, because all of the way of cards were in, like, an ink painting sort of... I mean, this is a watercolor, not in, not as much an ink painting, maybe? Or maybe... Uh, uh, what do I, uh, what do I, I don't critics, know what I'm We're just about. like, I mean, me likey art art. <laughs> so on the, the trivial... On, on Maybe not the trivial front, but on the, like, the completely non-mechanical front, we saw a little bit of past continuity shift in the flavor text of Bayushi Manipulator. Probably the important part of Bayushi Manipulator is that he lets the Scorpion player increase the value of their bid by one after honor dials are revealed. So we don't know if that's yeah, allowed really to increase it to past five. You go up to but... Turn that dial up to six or 11 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or eight if you have three of him out. <laughs> but his flavor text is a quote and it is credited to Bayushi's lies. Now, like old-timey L5R players may remember that in classic L5R, the book was called Tangan's Lies because it was by a guy named Tangan. Here, it appears that they've just eliminated that and just, you know, rather than trying to jump whole hog into the elaborate backstory introducing characters that you'll never see, right, we're just going to put that, that's just a little bit more that's going to go on the Kami himself. Uh, in this case. There's a lot of removal in this one, I guess. There's also the assassination event, which is a neutral event that looks like it kills someone with a printed right. cost of I mean, two or lower. Called assassination presumably is going to kill something. Assassination, we gave them a lot of hugs. <laughs> yes, it seems like three might be a oh, very yes. important that, number that for survivability. Much like the old game would occasionally be like, if your gold cost is six or less, yes, it looks like three is a surviving number. That was a very specific thing, though, right? That was, th- that the whole six or less came up because they were trying to nuke blitz decks, and, and that was, and six was the cost of a character you could buy up from just your stronghold for most faction. That's why at some point they replaced that by printing cards that said, like, gold cost of the space stronghold (laughs) production plus two or less. (laughs) So that Unicorn didn't get away with extra, I guess. Lion was just badly hit, yeah. Or or Lion didn't get jacked. Yeah, I think there was one point where you're like, that was like 93% of the lion personalities qualified for six or less. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. So it it will be interesting to see what the quote-unquote right percentage, if there is such a thing, of, of holdings is in a deck. You definitely can't make it too high, but I suspect that 
a good number will end up being more than what some people are saying, like, oh, well, you can't run more than, like, two or three of these in your deck. I, it's a 40-card deck. I I think yeah. you'll be I mean, able to really get away with it. I mean, it really becomes a question of how good are these. More than that. I mean, yeah, the ones we've seen, I could totally see playing. Yeah, they, they have some potent things. I mean, I think the... Is the City of Lies the only thing we've seen so far that effectively generates additional fate yeah. beyond your... As far as I'm aware of that they have previewed, yes, that's the only fate generation effectively. Yeah, so... Do, do you have any other commentary on crafting a dynasty? Luckily, folks, these, these yeah. should not be yeah. super long episodes. For the I do think it's interesting that they pointed out in here, and I, had, I hadn't really noticed until they pointed it out, that the influence is only on conflict cards. None of your none of the dynasty cards have influence. Yeah, yeah, we hadn't we had not seen any dynasty cards previewed that right. had an influence number, but now they they have def- definitively said that it is, or at least as it's phrased in this, that yeah, it is specifically for acquiring out of clan conflict cards. And and of course, not all conflict cards have an influence value. So, like the way of cards, it looks like did not have influence values. If you want to play with way of the unicorn, you have to play unicorn. <laughs> it's, I guess, more strongholds will be a big thing. But I'm sure those will be a slower rollout to, because those will be the the other five most significant cards. I I imagine in the. Uh, in the game, I don't know. Well, I'll I'll look ahead. I'll look forward to my the first attachment you play each turn costs one less or whatever the dragons is. A- anything you're you're hoping to see a rollout of next? Articles. Except it's. Um, oh yeah, I mean the next article is just going to be about right, this is how the, the conflict phase phases works. I mean, it? yeah, I, I of course want want to see more Phoenix stuff, and I'm I'm hoping that. By showing off the conflict phase, since again it looks like we have some amount of ma- conflict manipulation type theme. Hope we get to see some previews along those lines of more other things that we can do just to mess with the conflict that's going on. Yeah, I'm curious to see how many unique yeah. personalities there are for each yes. clan. Like, right, if you're not a unique personality, you're not a named person in the story. You're just a faceless background. So that might say something about where they're going with the story and how they're focusing on certain folks. I mean, yeah, I would love... uh, I figure this will probably be near the end alongside the rulebook, but I would love to just see a card list. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and, and people are already starting to sort of collect those, and we might... I don't know, so other people are already doing it. I was considering doing something like a checklist sort of things with links to where you can see the images, but I don't know if that's for the... Oh, we, but we did learn something else about unique personalities. So you are not restricted to only one of a unique personality in your deck, which is how it was back in L5R land. And this is, But this is consistent with, with how a lot of the other Fantasy Flight games are. But if you have a unique personality in play and you have another copy of that personality in your hand or in a province... Although I don't know how often you'll have unique personalities being played from hand, but hey, maybe you could discard the second copy of the unique personality to put an additional fate token on the first one. 
the rules did not specify whether or not you can play another one after after the first one gets killed. I'm guessing you can. I think that question partially comes up because in Game of Thrones, if a personality right. is killed as opposed to being discarded, they cannot another copy of that character can't be played. But in this, discarding can be so many things other than dead. Plus, I mean, for all the... There's a handful of people who gripe that it's too much like Game of Thrones. I They're not just copying Game of Thrones in L5R. Also, I mean, we've seen so. a couple things now, like Assassination and I Can Swim say discard. They don't say dead, deadify, kill, or anything like that. Yeah, it would have to be everyone. It would it would have to be like that everything is discarded yeah, exactly. as dead. So, yeah, presumably they're not tracking separate states of dead, honorably dead, dishonorably dead, discarded. It's just, you're in the discard pile, you're done, bye. It would have to be something goofy, more goofy conceptually, like, no, 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 your fate is out. Your your fate has come and gone for this this conflict. You cannot be brought back, but you would think that fate could just draw you back in. Out, they pulled me back in! There, there you go. I was a doomed Shugenja, but then <laughs> then I was not as doomed as I thought I was. <laughs> I want to play my doomed Shugenja and then play some... I feel like there's going to be some sort of event out of your hand that will be like, one, put a fate token no, on I'm your sure personality. some way to add fate to a person who's already in play. Yeah, well, since we've already seen that there's ways to remove fate, I mean, even if it's not in the base in set, that is definitely a design space that I'm sure, given enough time, they will explore. Yeah, I bet it's in the base set. Probably. <laughs> that's, that's what I guess. All right, so that's all we have for now. We'll talk to you next time. L5R files. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there on iTunes, in the Google Play Store, or anywhere fine podcasts are sold, or bad ones, whatever. We are at the usual social media spots, so we're facebook.com slash strangeassembly and at strangeassembly on Twitter. If you want to contact me directly, I'm Chris at strangeassembly.com. Always like to hear your comments, criticisms, and other observations. Is there really a difference between comments and observations? Maybe I should come up with a better line for that. But let's face it, I'm not going to. But until then, for Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop Squeak. gaming. <sighs> I thought we got rid Sorry, of Sorry, I'll get some oil for...